Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Simon and Maddie both know heaps about their own industries, but not much else. That's why these two gals have started a podcast called Every Stupid Question, where we chat to a broad selection of genius ladies who are experts in their fields and ask them the kind of insane questions others might be embarrassed to. We bring our friendship, naive questions, and unique backgrounds as me, a Jewish Kiwi TV writer, and Maddie, a part Chinese Kiwi fashion model and writer. Join our series of informal fireside chats with a sexual health nurse, a family therapist, a real housewife TV celeb, and much, much more. Every Stupid Question. Available wherever podcasts are found. Well, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy come to the friend zone. And have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy. Because making friends is the best idea of all time. I am the fuck machine. Hello <laughs> and welcome master. to the friend zone. <laughs> uh, it feels like a less po- safe place than it normally is, Monty. Yeah, sorry. Uh your 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 frosty fellas were having a catch up before we started rolling and uh you caught the sort of tail end of it, the transitioning period from uh just the lads catching up to everyone getting together for a bit of a how are ya? Um, Locker room chat, I would describe it as. What our chat? <laughs> no, there was no locker room. That uh, makes it sound so much more sinister than it was. You it told really me that wasn't sinister at all. I said I know two things about Guy Montgomery. He loves a bit of Twitter action, and he's good at fucking. And he he picked up that torch and ran with it. That's right. Uh, welcome along, everyone. Uh, it's so nice to have you here. It's. Uh, I had a really late night last night, Tim. Full disclosure, I was. Uh, I was up until we're talking four thirty a.m., which love is, that uh, fun. And now it's ten p.m. the next night, and I got. I'm so. I feel really relaxed and lucid. I'm very tired, but uh, I'm really happy to be here with you. How are you? That's cool, man. Who cares? What were you doing last night? I. Uh, actually, I went to see. Uh, a show. I was with a new friend, and we went and watched a show. And then we had a drink in the West Village, and we sort of finished up. had a had a Five Guys sandwich, and it was sort of ten thirty eleven. And we said, "Sort of see you later. Great to hang out." And then I was uh, walking to the train station, and I came across a guy uh, who I had not seen since the second year of my time at university in Wellington. A guy called Luke. Oh wow! Just walking down the street, and I said, "Luke." And he said, Guy? And I was like, hey, man. Uh, and he got to New York yesterday. He got there that morning, and he'd just been at a show at the Comedy Cellar. And uh, we wound up catching up for six and a half hours. That so rules. Great to see him. Uh, and, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. That's bloody good times. I want Friends. you to tell me your full name and the first thing you remember being afraid of? Timothy Andrew Bat. And there was a door in where I... The first house I can remember is not the one where I was kind of born at. 
that was the OG Christchurch house. We moved when I would have been probably three, two or three, I reckon, maybe even younger. And in that, I have house, all my memories from two or three, so whatever. Not a competition. I need to brag but about it, mate. If it was, there was a door that didn't open for whatever reason. This, which seems weird in retrospect. It was a door, it didn't open, and uh, I, I was utterly convinced there was a dragon behind it, which is why it was sealed. Hey, uh, that's a that's the fanciful imagination of a, a young Tim. I love that. When mm. I was, uh, I actually did tweet this out recently, but when I was a boy, I used to... Excuse um, me? Full name, please. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't understand it was reciprocal. I was sort of in the riff, uh, but I'm Guy Alexander Halifax Montgomery, and when I was a boy, I used to be convinced that if I didn't, there, there was a toilet right next to my uh, bedroom, and I was convinced that when I flushed the toilet, if I didn't make it to being on top of my bed before the toilet stopped flushing, that uh, snakes would come bounding out of the, the toilet and uh, bite my penis off. Now, how do these ideas get connected in the mind of a young man? I don't know. I just could. I I could just imagine snakes coming leaping out of the uh, the toilet. Snakes not common in New Zealand. Not unless you <laughs> Some come would around. say they're not. They're not at all here. Not unless you come around to my place. I've got hundreds of illegal snakes now. I uh, I got some correspondence here, Tim. Monty, that's what we're here to do. We're here to jam out and cheer ourselves up, as always. Oh, can I say this before we dive into the correspondence? I have received the headset, the VR headset, to engage. It came this morning via courier for me to do a just a full sensory overload of nothing but the gals, and uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I I do hope that you're going to set up a camera on yourself for this. That feels like the right thing to do. Stream it? Uh, not I, will be, to, I will be yeah, naked. Not to stream, but uh, just to have. Even if okay. it doesn't make it any further than my inbox. But it would, sure. just, it would just be nice to know that that was captured because I think that what you are doing is uh, like memorably, stupendously ill-advised and thick. Yeah. And uh, if you're going to do it, you know, you might as well capture it in crisp and crunchy HD. My wife was bemused by the idea and even more concerned than you about the temperature that the water will eventually get to. She was like, it's winter. You haven't thought this through. Water doesn't hold its heat that, that long. You're going to be in the tub for two and a half hours. Yeah. I guess... She's a smart lady. You're a smart fella. We need to do something to make the water retain its heat for longer. We need to make the water thicker. Ah. We need to make it more viscous. We need to make it more viscous. What happens if I put treacle in there? Will it mix with the water or will they just be <laughs> yeah, separate? I think- Treacle and water famously mix perfectly. I think that's the only solution. You need to buy several liters of treacle and mix them together. Uh, that's a conversation for another time. Now, Will writes, this is just a little tidbit really. Hey guys, at the 43 minute 30 second mark of episode 23, Tim starts doing the introduction of Patty Schwartz party time like a man reduced to the fetal position by trauma. That's it. Thanks for coming back. 
Nice. Uh, I love a stroll down memory lane via our listeners' correspondence. It's good. Uh, Thank you so much, Will. Throw another one at me, guy. That one was nice and crisp. Um, This is from uh, March, mid-March, but this is... It's correspondence from Richard. It says, from this week's Pop Bitch. Saw this, thought of you. And there's a screenshot. It says, big questions. Who's asking what this week? According to one former Conquest, which male member of the Sex in the City cast is packing a pair of nuts the size of lemons? Apparently, they're nowhere near as juicy, though. Their output was next to nothing. Uh, This is pretty gross. So this, this is, is someone like, who's got enormous testicles, but someone's aware of how much semen they're blasting out. Is that what I'm uh, no, this, reading it correctly? You're reading it pretty biologically. I think this is like um, in New Zealand's own version of like gossip, like this the celebrity news or spy or whatever it's called. Uh, they have a segment called "Guess Who Don't Sue," and they'll like vaguely outline details of some minor celebrity and some you know thing that they've done which might be embarrassing and uh this is pop bitches maybe like that this is their version of it and i guess we're meant to speculate which male sex and city cast member has tremendous nuts uh and not a lot of <laughs> jizz but that's what that's what i said <laughs> yeah well yeah so i agree <laughs> okay gotcha <laughs> don't worry all about right me, well do, i'm all do, over um, it you, you might already have the spoiler. Do you know who, uh, which cast member it is? No, I don't. And the uh, Richard who sent us the question has not uh, told us. So fantastic. Any answer is the gonna, right answer. I'm gonna go with it's gotta be Steve. What's his name? IRL. David Eichner or I Eigner Eigenberg. Eigenberg. E-I-G-E-N-B-E-R-G. Is he on Instagram? You're going to take a run at this big, bald, bastard guy? Who do you think is packing tremendous testicles and uh, nice big nuts? I don't know about him, but he's the guy. There was a... His name is like Alexander Petrovsky or something. His name always comes up at the start of the movie because obviously, aside from Big and Aiden, she was one of, he was one of... <laughs> it, it always uh, comes up. It does. <laughs> It's the uh, same movie. Yeah. Um, but it's him. I don't know what he looks like. Oh, it is him. That's who I think. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. So this isn't necessarily the movie. This could be characters from the TV show. Uh, I guess. I mean, Mate, yeah. Spoilers. Come on. Who are we dealing with? Rip the lid off. I don't know. I, I don't have the answer. Oh, I thought it was... So do they not have it on the article for fear of no, defamation or whatever? They're just like, I hey, guess. guess what? Someone in the Sex in the City universe has got massive nuts and a small jizz amount. What a weird... What a... What? Why? <laughs> why waste the bits and bytes online by even creating a post for that, you know? I, uh... Yeah, I do. But, you know, we had a bit of fun with it. We sure did. Like, We're pretty niche, I, I though. think... A bit is the right uh, amount of fun to describe. I think it was like a little bit of fun. Just a little bit. Oh, my. Oh, I apologize. You're tired too. That's okay. Sleepy boy. What's the time? Dead. Dead. Oh, it's 
the afternoon. It's 2.30 p.m. Dear Timmy B and G Unit, I'm writing this two days after the... Oh, okay, this is pretty This is pretty dark. And it's, you know, old, obviously. Uh, I'm writing this two days after the horrendous events in Christchurch. I won't try to describe my sadness because I can't. I moved to New Zealand from London a few years ago and never in a million years thought that this shit would follow me to this beautiful, warm, peaceful, accepting, generous country. The day after, as the aftermath was becoming clearer and the news seemed to be getting worse, I took myself away from the internet into the outdoors and plugged myself into your latest ep. For the best part of an hour, I lost myself completely swept up in the ridiculous mythos you've created around this hot pile of shit, stopping every few minutes because I couldn't walk up uh, a steep hill. Um, Sorry, messages getting in the way of this. While I was laughing so much. Oh, that's so nice. For the brief chunk of time that I was listening to you two, I forgot everything else and just as existed in this absurd bubble of dumb fun. Don't get me wrong. This project is so fucking stupid. I find myself trying to explain it to people who have asked me for podcast recommendations and given up almost immediately because saying the words out loud makes me sound like I've lost my mind. But just because it's stupid doesn't make it worth less. For the best part of however many years, probably too many by this point, you've dragged me out of some pretty dark places and surely that's more worthy than some true life murder mystery podcast. All I know is that when I'm down in the dumps, I'd rather have prawn salad instead of cereal. So yeah, I guess I just wanted to remind you that when you feel like you've lost the point of why you're doing this, that you're truly making the world a little lighter. Your podcast is silly and genuine and warm and lovely and it's all the things I love about this fucking awesome country. You and it are the absolute tits. Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> and that's from Chrissy. That is so sweet. Thank you, Chrissy. That is um, absolutely, you know, that is what we aspire to be, is um, some light relief and uh, escapism. Speak for you yourself. Know? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the bottom of a mystery that I haven't even told you about yet. I'm using this podcast as a research vehicle. What's the mystery, guy? What are you trying to solve? I can't tell you, man. Oh, okay. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Although season one of The Worst Idea of All Time was years ago, 
I've only started listening to it this month, and I just listened to episode 35 where you wanted to know where everyone was listening from. And this includes a selfie of a construction worker uh, throwing a shaka. They appear to be in maybe some sort of earth mover. That's at cool. The, at the controls. Um, and it says, I'm in Jervis Bay, New South Wales, Australia. I honestly ask myself why I listen to your show some days, <laughs> but yet I can't stop listening. Uh, and then a crying face emoji. That's a good nig. <laughs> I think you boys uh, could do a podcast about anything and I'd listen. Keep up the solid work. And that's from Nathan in Jervis Bay, New South Wales, Australia. So thank you, Nathan. That for- rolls. Your boys, 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 and big earth moving and quick. They're the strapping lads who are turning into the worst idea. It's nice to know that someone who is uh, providing practical value to the world is out there listening as they actually physically move stuff around and use their body. Absolutely. I don't think of us as a very practical podcast. Mm. We may have just been talking over each other, for which I apologize if that happened. Um, the internet ain't strong enough, but Guy insists that we remain on video chat, no, no less. So that we can You've disappeared. I can't see you anymore. Oh, have I? Yeah. Oh. Can you still see me? Uh, yeah, I can see you. You see me now? Yeah, yeah. I love looking at you. Oh, no, it's done that. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. All right, so we got a lovely donation come through. Oh, this, okay. This was a, a, a beautiful person called Alyssa sent us a, uh, a big stonking amount of money, which I actually passed on to a charity. So, that they, okay, we've hit the messages around the time when uh, there was a, a pretty grim event that happened in Christchurch. Uh, Alyssa said, I've listened and follow you guys, you and guys since the beginning. I never fathomed your country would be attacked. Please donate this as you feel as appropriate. Words can't ever convey my horror and guilt and sadness. Um, that is a very sweet sentiment, and you will be relieved to know, Alyssa, that we passed that on to... Um, there was a big fund, so that, that money will be going directly to... Um, the victims of that charity. Um, thank that, you so much for for passing up that money. That's awesome. That is fantastic. Thank you. Uh, I got one here that reads as follows: Hey, Timbo and Flash boys, I'm so sorry and so grateful for your decision to return for a fourth season. I started mm. listening last summer and I've been hooked ever since. I just wanted to pop a message to say how much I enjoy the podcast and how much I love you beautiful fellas. I'm studying a master's degree in fine art in London, so as soon as I no longer have to pay a ridiculous amount of tuition and rent, I'll happily do my duty and pay the boys. In the meantime, all I can offer is my admiration and affection. I'm a painter, so most of my day involves me being in my studio, listening to the worst idea of all time, whilst working on my artwork. So this strange thing has occurred. I can't look at some of my completed paintings without connecting them to the episodes that I happen to be listening to at the time of their making. Wow. For example, there is a pensive and overdramatic self-portrait of me sitting in my studio at the moment, and all I can think about when I look at that painting is the episode in which Guy talked about his previous belief that losing your tummy is what having a vagina must feel like. (laughs) It's fucking disorienting, but there's piss all I can do about it now. Also, super weird coincidence, a friend of mine predominantly listens to My Brother, My Brother and Me, and you're my number one podcast, so now once a year at Thanksgiving, we have one single podcast in common. (laughs) 
Just got to say, guy, I love you, man. But seriously, I wish I'd read the warning about your disgusting shoulders because I was eating fucking mashed potatoes when you started talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) And it took everything I had not to bomb right there and then. At the very least, you've taught me a valuable life lesson. Read the disclaimer. I don't want to take up too much of your time, so I'll leave it there. I'd just like to ask that if you read this on the friend zone, please can you give a shout out to my two wonderful friends who introduced me to the potty, Alan and Puppy. Thanks again, you beautiful boys. All hail, Brady. Say my name, Amy Gillis. Uh, So thank you so much, I want to see this fine art. Did Amy include no pictures attached to the message? No pictures attached, but uh, I'm sure I'll respond and say we'd love to have a link to look at some of your work. Uh, so thank you, Amy, and um, I hope the paintings are coming along. It's always interesting, you know. I I envy people who uh, I live with a painter, and it seems to be such a meditative thing to do, like because to write things down to write jokes i find i have to concentrate quite hard occasionally i'll be in flow but to paint i feel like if you get into flow you can sort of just your mind will think whatever like you can listen to i can't write while i listen to podcasts for example it's too much noise um but yeah amy thank you so much i loved that i'm so sorry about the mashed potato thing but i uh, (laughs) found it very satisfying saying the words mashed potato so they're a good couple of words, to be fair. Mashed yeah, potato. Beautiful. There's a lot of different noises happening in, in close succession. Mashed potato. Who was Mashed. the fucking dude who said, like, salad door was the most beautiful two words in the English language? That guy was wrong. Because mashed potatoes bests it. Salad door. Do you know what I'm talking it's... about? I think it was a poet. I didn't know that. There you go. I think they were just an alcoholic, to be honest. Brody writes, mm. Dearest Timbo and Guy Guy, during my second watching of the Sex in the City movie for episode 26, Der Com Der, I made a discovery I'd like your opinion on. I will start by declaring my respect and adulation for the two of you. I did not get an opportunity to do my now traditional watch along immediately after episode 25 dropped and was excited to see that episode 26 was the director's commentary. What's that you say? Back to back viewing? Yes, please. Needless to say, I fell asleep halfway. Th- that isn't needless to say. <laughs> you did need to tell us that. I fell asleep halfway through the second viewing. I make no apologies and I ask for no apologies. Anywho, I have a real knack for being awoken during the credits. Usually it's the music, but in this case, I believe it was the lack of your dulcet tones which tore me away from my slumber. As I gained my bearing, I made an observation I'd like uh, an opinion on. As with any feature release, there is a bevy of roles I'm not familiar with, but the role of paint foreman and standby painter caught my attention. Why? Because at first glance, they appeared to be performed by the same person. Upon closer inspection, they were actually duties filled by a father and son combo. To my surprise, Mike Makita Jr. was the paint foreman, while Mike Makita Sr. was the standby painter. I was wondering what you believe the dynamic would be between the son who holds the more senior role and the father who is a standby. It feels like something that could potentially make for an awkward family dinner to me. I know this is a well off to- uh, this is well off topic, 
but given you've only just passed halfway, I thought I'd give you what assistance I can. You are good boys. Keep it up and say my name. Brody Robinson. Uh that's outstanding. That I they sound like a couple of uh grifters to me. I <laughs> Do you reckon I, it's one yeah. person? With a mistake. No, it's, it's a father and son team and uh much like um what is it? What a Abe Simpson and Homer Simpson sell together as Simpson and Son. Isn't it a tonic? Yeah, it's like a it's like a Viagra sort of it's like some sort of Anyway, whatever it is, yeah, it's a revitalizing tonic. Uh this is this sounds to me like uh a real a real world equivalent of that. A father and son who go around telling people that they'll uh they'll be the paint foreman and also the standby painter just in case anything goes wrong. And they'll say, What do you mean if anything goes wrong? And they go, Well, you can never be too careful. It's a big movie, there's a lot of people counting on it, a lot of people counting on us. And uh it sounds like a racket, to be honest. How much how much painting is involved in a feature film? I really miss That's the, the idea of, of almost nothing. Grifters. I I I'm so sad about the concept that grifters are probably dying out because of I don't know just how we live now. It used to be yeah. a real you'd roll into town on your horse drawn cart, or you no do you know what it was? They were probably living that hobo lifestyle where they were like in a train in a carriage somewhere, and they had their um, spindle. And they rolled in, and uh, and they were, and they were like, "Anyone got any jobs going?" And they were like, uh, "Well, what can you do?" And they said, "Well, what do you need?" And they said, "Well, we need a foreman painter." And he said, "Oh, boy, is that your lucky day? I've been doing that for nigh on twenty years." And yeah. also, meet my son. I'll just go and get him. And then he does that thing where he steps behind a sofa, and it looks <laughs> like he's going into the wine cellar. And then he emerges back with a hat, and he says, "Why, I'm the man you just met, son." Oh, I see. Junior, so he wants to get two. He's collecting two paychecks as one man. Two paychecks, guy. Yeah, yeah. It's a classy operation. I love that. Uh, so good. I, d- I only noticed that a few watches ago as well, Brody. So you actually beat me to that one, and it is only by virtue of me being a late person getting to your email that uh, that I, that I beat you with that observation. So fucking good on you. But also, you know. If you're gonna play the game, you gotta stay awake. We we'll try. I gotta, um, yeah. I mean, Tim will say that, and he's right. But I can, and I empathise with what happened to you. The movie is long, and if you watch it twice in a row, it's actually somehow twice as long. Dear Tim and Guy, it's been a couple of years since I last contacted you, but something strange happened last week, and I feel compelled to contact you again. I was walking through town listening to an episode of The Potty when I ventured into a record shop. I paused the pod when I bumped into one of the guys that works there, a friend of my brother's called Curtis. We started chatting for a bit, and halfway through the conversation he said to me, Have you ever heard of a podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time? I was pretty shocked. To me, this was quite a coincidence. I held up my phone to show Adam Sandler's distorted face on the pause screen. That's so weird. What made you ask me that? I asked. Not only was it a huge coincidence that I actually had heard of the podcast, but that I had literally just paused it. There's no way he could have known this information. I've also never spoken to anyone who independently listened to the pod who I hadn't myself recommended. That last sentence sounded like a backhanded compliment. I apologize. (laughs) 
He replied, I asked because your sense of humor is exactly like Guy Montgomery's. I wasn't sure how to feel about this. Offended? (laughs) Happy? You're right to question it. Was this a compliment or an insult? I always thought I had a pretty unique sense of humor, but apparently not. I was listening to so much of your content, naturally going to rub off a bit. Anyway, I told him that yes, I was a huge fan and had even been read out on the friend zone once during season three. I told him that my message was half read out before Guy went on a, off on a riff and ended up fabricating a whole section of my message. <laughs> Classic Guy. <laughs> well, Guy, you that, can't get to the no, end of wait, this, this message then. They got a good sentence and they go, they go, Classic Guy. Or is that Classic Me? Uh, P.S. All the films from seasons one to four are currently on Netflix over here in the UK. Coincidence? I think not. I put We Are Your Friends on the other day, and after 10 minutes, my wife said, turn this shit off. I told her, I told her, no. I have to watch this out of solidarity (laughs) to the boys. She said, turn it off. I want to talk to you about something. And I said, I'm going to watch my movie. We'll talk later. (laughs) Anyway. Now we're getting divorced. Harry from Brighton. <laughs> oh, my God. The events are not funny, but the manner in which you have told them are exceptionally hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. That's ripe for stand-up, that is. I'm so sorry to hear about your divorce, but I'm so joyed to hear about how you presented that tale to us. You, you got uh, that real storytelling spirit. Fuck, man. Yeah. That sucks. Well... I'm going to be honest with you, Tim. Part of that message was fabricated by me. Ah, guy. You've done it again. Thanks, Harry. I'm so sorry Um, to hear about the divorce. uh, But... You'll wait right, a minute mate. what bit did you fabricate how deep in the site i don't know where the lie where the lie ends and the email begins you've obscured you're gaslighting me and and every one of our libertarian listener uh well that was that's great do. um tim i got time for you to read one more but i understand that uh there's a there's a, a delicious meal on a table outside for me that fucking rules isn't it like 10 p.m where you are 10.44 p.m. It's a late dinner on a Sunday. Love that. Well, yeah. um, hell of a quinky dink. And just to clear any ambiguity up, it is absolutely an insult that your comedy is similar to Guy Montgomery. Catherine writes, Hi, Tim and Guy. After listening to your two-part Sex in the City director's commentary, I decided that it was finally time to send you to some much-needed love. You're really putting in the hard work <laughs> to keep entertained. It's, uh, that's so sweet. I can't imagine what listening a, to that fucking <laughs> must have been like. You're doing, to be honest, if you if anyone listened to the entirety of the uh, director's commentary in this season, you're doing the work. <laughs> We're turning yeah. up, but you're doing the yards. So, I'm a legit Sex in the City fan. I've watched the series over and over again and love it. In 2016, I lost my father very suddenly and I spent weeks in shock and months in deep grief as a result. I had a really hard time falling asleep at night, so I decided to start rewatching the series. Every night before I went to bed, I would watch one or two episodes because the show brings such a comfort to me. Once I finished the series, I watched the movies and I must have gotten bored during the second movie because I popped on IMDb and looked up some trivia on the movie 
and perhaps to make the movie seem more interesting. And that's when I read about your podcast and (laughs) that you were still working your way through season two. I immediately started listening and was hooked. You two have such a great chemistry chemistry and your humor is everything i needed suddenly i was laughing and smiling again i look forward to a new episode every week because i knew i would have a moment of distraction and happiness listening to you too this is fuck i'm only like halfway done this is very touching um uh since then i've had two babies in two years and it's safe to say my life has become absolutely nuts but the podcast has been with me every step of the way whether i was going for a walk desperately hoping to go into labor or driving in the car for an hour because the baby finally fell asleep or getting some time to myself to go work out. You guys have been there. So thank you so much for what you are doing. Your dedication and misery has truly made me so happy. If you're still watching Sex in the City when you read this, have you noticed that Carrie wears a black spiked belt in like six different scenes? I noticed it once, and now that's all I can focus on when I watch it. Uh, all I can focus on when I watch it is how much she wears the damn belt. I think it bothers me because it seems so out of character for her to wear something so noticeable over and over. For the record, I'm not fancy and wear the same leggings and sweater every day of my life. Sending love from Canada, Catherine. Well, Catherine, that is a beautiful message. Uh, I'm so glad uh, to, to hear that we've been good company and congratulations on your successes. Uh, yeah, man, starting yeah. a family is a success. That's that's awesome. Uh, what a thing! Beautiful, isn't it? bringing life a, into the world. A human, a human life. Uh, well, this, two. this, yeah, 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 two. I get it. You are so tired. <laughs> you are like falling asleep in front of my very eyes. <laughs> nah, I'm good, man. Uh, Thank you so much to everyone. Uh, we're slowly catching up to real time, so please, if you if you've got something to say, if you've got a quibble, even bring it to the friend zone. We'll sort it out. Uh, and as and always, I, if oh, you go ahead, Tim. Well, I was just going to say I cannot stress enough how much we're going to be coming to America to do some live shows. And uh, as it stands right now, I got two hands up in, in, in front of you. And in, in honesty, ticket sales, you know, they could be better. They could be better than what they are. Um, please go to, if you're in New York City uh, or Chicago or Portland, Oregon or Los Angeles, go to um, littleempirepodcast.com slash live. I forgot the website. No, <laughs> you're right, mate. Are there. My, uh, my exhausted energy is infectious. We can't wait to see you there. We can't wait to see you even sooner when we uh, reunite to watch Sex and City Tim from a sensory deprivation tank that he's built of his own steam and me just regular old me well it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy come to the friend zone and have a good time yes it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy cause making friends is the best idea of all time